Caloundra City Private School is an independent, non-denominational school located in Pelican Waters on the Sunshine Coast. The mantra for our school is every student matters. We aim for every child to be confident, resilient, organised, persistent and social in all aspects of their lives in and out of the classroom. This podcast series is designed to share valuable insights from academic leaders on current educational research and perspectives, as we all strive to help our young people reach their potential in today's ever-changing world. Every two years, Caloundra City Private School offers its senior students the opportunity to participate in an Antipodeans Abroad expedition. The program aims to empower students to take ownership, learn vital life skills and develop a better understanding of themselves, the world and their place in it. In November last year, 18 CCPS students and three members of staff completed a 22-day student-led expedition to Vietnam. Beginning in Ho Chi Minh City, our students travelled by boat, train, bus and taxi as they trekked the jungles, walked the busy city streets and built infrastructure for an impoverished primary school, ending their journey in the country's capital, Hanoi. In this episode, we hear from three CCPS students who completed the expedition, as well as one of our senior teachers, Mr Tim Ricketts, who helped facilitate this rich learning experience. Tim Ricketts, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure to be here. Can you tell us about your time in Vietnam? It must have been an incredible experience for all involved. It was the most wonderful, immersive experience for students and teachers alike. We travelled from the south of Vietnam, Saigon, up to the north, Hanoi, using all manner of transport imaginable, trains, planes, automobiles, We immersed ourselves in the Vietnamese culture for three weeks. We spent time in busy cities, wonderful remote countryside, and met lots of fascinating people on the way. It sounds like an incredible experience. What impressed you the most about our young people as you travelled through the country? It's worth mentioning here, I think, our approach to technology on the trip. Students were asked to leave mobile phones, that type of thing, at home, and so As such, it was a technology-free experience for them. My observation of that is that they really immersed themselves in the culture and in their relationships with each other as we travelled from Saigon to Hanoi. They enjoyed the experiences firsthand. They were living in the moment rather than recording the moment. There was no pressure to capture that moment. So what I observed was young people really enjoying their adventure and their journey together. There was this wonderful sense of fun, enjoyment, interest in their surroundings, and also, of course, the dealing of issues as they went through this adventure. So it was a remarkable experience to observe these young people stepping outside of technology and really immersing themselves in a different culture. You mentioned culture there. What do you think a country like Vietnam in particular offered our students in terms of a cultural education? The feedback that we got directly from students, which reflects their learning from the experience, is that happiness need not be based solely on financial wealth. They saw people who were very happy with their lives, who 
walked around with smiles on their faces and with time for all people that they met, but who had very little in terms of financial wealth and certainly how we would measure wealth in our society in Australia. So they were shown a very different way of life, that they could see that people gained happiness through non-financial, non-materialistic things. And it really made them value and appreciate what they have back home in Pelican Waters in terms of the lifestyle that they have, the opportunities that they have, and the family and friends that they have around them. For those of us who didn't go, it's difficult to imagine uh, the country. Can you paint us a picture of one of your most memorable experiences over there? I'm going to relate a Friday night that we spent in Hoi An, which is in the north of Vietnam. We had spent the day looking around the marketplaces and getting to visit some of the local businesses and that type of thing. And then in the evening we visited their Friday night market where the whole city became lit up with this vibrant mix of colour and noise and culture. And the students by this time had been in the country for about two weeks, were really immersed in discussions with the market holders, holders, discussions with people around them. They were chatting to the locals. They weren't afraid of drawing a bit of a crowd because they were new to the area and obviously looked a bit different. So I was really taken with their ability to confidently deal with a very different cultural experience but at the same time act very respectfully to local traditions and local customs. And I think in such a short period of time, within those first two weeks, our students showed a remarkable ability to deal with their immersion very sensitively. And I, I just loved watching them walk around the markets, eating the freshly produced donuts, bartering with stallholders over what in our terms is a relatively small amount of money, but which in terms of life in Vietnam, the bartering system is an important customary practice and our, our students were able to um, grab that opportunity and to run with it in a, in a wonderful way. One of the main goals of the trip was to build an external toilet block for the local primary school. Selfless service can teach a person a great deal, can't it? This is another one of those values that as a school we encourage our students to reflect upon on a, on a regular basis and certainly messages come from our principal and our head of senior school about the fact that community service is a way to promote achievement in both academic and social situations. The opportunity given to the students in Vietnam was that they went to a remote country primary school where at the point in time before we arrived, the primary school students didn't have any access to a toilet at all. They had to go home to use the toilet or they simply weren't able to go at all, which had a negative knock-on effect to their education. So our students built a toilet block for those primary school students. And I think that the, the look of happiness on the faces of the Vietnamese children, the appreciation, demonstrated firsthand to our students how community service can have a very direct 
worthwhile effect on yourself because our students certainly appreciated the feedback they felt really positive about the contribution that they had made to other people's lives. And I can imagine during that process that independence and leadership were important skills learned. Would you agree? Very much so. Each day our groups of students were assigned tasks, whether it be a find accommodation for the night to come, whether it was getting together all the provisions we needed for our long journeys, whether it was arranging places to eat, visiting local sites. The teachers very much took a back seat during these three weeks and we were there to supervise, to assist where needed, but really we took a step back, as I said, and let the students manage their own adventure. And they did this very well. They did, completed all of the tasks, as I mentioned, and went beyond that. And watching them manage their own situations was a wonderful experience as well. And all of them stepped up to that task really well. Now, Tim, you're currently completing your Master's in Educational Research, and one of your focus areas is student-teacher relationships. How did the Antipodeans trip enhance the positive teacher-student relationship that we value here at CCPS? For me personally, it was a wonderful opportunity to build relationships with students outside of the classroom. The research that I have done suggests that teachers need to find ways of building relationships with students that support the learning in the classroom and this was a wonderful way of being able to watch how they interact with each other, how they approach life's problems and challenges on a day-to-day -day basis, to get to know what makes them tick, to see the humour that they find in things, to see how they approach different cultures. All of these things build a bigger picture of the individual and I think by seeing the bigger picture you're then able to use that to better teach them whichever subject it is that you happen to teach. Famous German educator Kurt Hahn, the founder of Outward Bound and the Duke of Edinburgh Award, stated that the antidotes to the declines of modern youth may involve projects, fitness, training and particularly expeditions where students engage in long, challenging endurance tasks. In your opinion, why are trips such as these so beneficial for today's youth? My view on this is that our young people can sometimes get too comfortable in their lives. We tend to provide everything for them. As parents, and I include myself as a parent in this comment, we tend to want to clear obstacles out of our children's way so that their onward path through life is one without too many hurdles. This tends to mean that they don't develop resilience when hurdles do come in their way. And I think the importance of trips such as the one that we took to Vietnam is that students are presented with problems and issues on a daily basis that within a relatively safe environment, they have to meet face on themselves. So they have to demonstrate leadership qualities. They have to demonstrate the ability to make difficult decisions. They have to get on with people they may not always choose to spend some time with. And I think that it's in by immersing them in a different culture for an extended period of time with support, but without telling them what to do 
on a day-by-day, hour-by-hour basis, we enable students to build a sense of worth, a sense of confidence, and this then gives them resilience that they can take back, in, back into the classroom. And I've certainly noticed with the students that we have at CCPS who went on the Vietnamese trip, they have certainly brought that sense of confidence and resilience back to school with them. Tim, you talked there a lot about the students learning, but what did you personally gain as an adult from the experience? What did you learn about yourself? I enjoyed meeting the challenges of being away with that number of students for a prolonged period of time. I enjoyed the whole adventure of um, not in always knowing where we were heading. I quite like to plan things when I go on my trips and this trip required a certain amount of flexibility, letting other people make decisions for me on many occasions. So it was that sense of the unknown that I maybe found challenging, but at the same time, it was a valuable learning experience for me to trust other people to make decisions for me and to, to go along with the decisions that they, had, that they had made. I enjoyed immensely the opportunity to spend time with our students. I didn't think that would be a challenging experience, but I have to say I didn't think that I would enjoy it quite as much as I did. Thank you for joining me today, Tim. My pleasure. So I'm here today with three of our intrepid travellers who completed the Vietnam Antipodeans trip, Keely Redding, Lachlan Lawler and Jordan Muir. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thank you. No worries. Thanks, miss. Lachlan, we'll start with you. How would you describe your trip to Vietnam? What were the highlights? Um, I think it was very different to the way we live here in Australia. Like, the cities um, were very different. Everything was more compact and, like, the way people lived... Um, they were very cramped up, um, so that was very different and I enjoyed seeing that side of things. And probably my favourite part was the trek, seeing like the landscape of the um, country and everything. That was very beautiful. Jordan, what about you? What did you learn about yourself on the trip? I imagine it was pretty challenging at times. Yeah, at times. The thing that I learnt most about myself and in my life was that we actually have it pretty easy here in Australia. Um, but most people in Vietnam don't, they're just living in poverty and pretty horrible conditions. So I learnt to um, just respect the cultures of other people a bit more and appreciate their lifestyle. Keely, what skills did you need to succeed in this environment? It was a tropical environment, you were trekking, I imagine it was hot. How did you cope with that? Um, a lot of water. We definitely had to have a lot of water with us, but we couldn't take it from taps because of like all the dirty water and everything. So we had to fill up with water bottles that we got from shops. It was so hot, especially like along the trek and in the countries and everything. Did you ever feel like you weren't coping? And if you did, how did you mentally sort of overcome that, that challenge? Um, there was a few times in the trek where I was like, oh my God, I can't reach the top of this hill. Like it's just gone I can't do it but then like I seen other people do it and they were like oh my god I hate this like I can't do it so I was like well why don't I just cheer them up and make like distract myself from everything so like I was like yeah let's go like Rihanna she got to make it up the hill so I was like okay let's go we only got a few more steps and I just distracted myself from the hill you must have felt a great sense of achievement when you got to the top 
Yeah, well, I was so distracted, I didn't realize the top of the hill was like only a few steps away. And then we all stopped and I was like, holy moly, we actually did it. And I suppose that's one of the themes, isn't it? Overcoming those challenges and, and achieving success. Lachlan, did you have a similar experience where you were proud of yourself and what you achieved? Uh, yeah, well, one of the things we had to do was work in small groups, leadership groups, to organise um, activities for like the next few days. Um, so sometimes people in our groups had clashing ideas, like one person wanted to do one thing, other person wanted to do another, and then people from outside of the group wanted to uh, share their in input as well. And um, that was kind of difficult, like getting everyone's ideas and what everyone wants to do, kind of putting it together to make one idea and go do one thing rather than 10 different things. That was a bit difficult. And did the group become better at that over time? Yeah, over time we got a lot better at that. Um, we communicated a lot better um, as we got to know each other and sort of had we didn't really assign each other roles, but we sort of developed into roles, I guess, um, like what we were, what we were better at, um, and that sort of thing. Jordan, I imagine the Vietnamese culture and Lachlan, you mentioned it earlier, it was very different. What did you admire about the people, and what did you, in fact, learn about the culture? I admired greatly the fact that, despite the conditions that they were living in, they appeared to be quite happy all the time. Like didn't actually meet one person who seemed to be upset or angry with anyone. They were all just very welcoming and gracious to have us there. And So Jordan, what can we as Westerners learn from the Vietnamese culture? Perhaps we can learn maybe to rely on technology a little bit less. Um, very few people over there were addicted to their phones or had their face down in a screen. Um, and they were probably a lot more happy because of that. How did you cope, guys, without having access to technology and your phone killing? Well, I, I found it pretty easy. Like, I wasn't, we had so much to do. I wasn't really relying on my phone saying, oh, I'm so bored, I need my phone. Like, there wasn't times like that because most of the time we were just so tired from what we did before. Like, do the community project. We were so tired that when we got back to Ho Chi Minh, we all just crashed. And, like, I didn't really think about technology until about, I think, maybe the last two days when I was like oh my god there's a phone in the room like I only just realized there was a phone in the room then Adrian came to me and she's like oh I just called my mum so I was like I'll do that I want to call my mum like so yeah, it's a different world isn't it yeah Jordan one of the other important components of this trip was the community project the building project can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so what happened was we basically um went into a very poor secluded Vietnamese community um, we got there by a 20-minute boat ride every day and we constructed a small building for a one-building school because um, they didn't have a bathroom and basically we um, got the bricks together and we mixed the cement and rendered the walls and um, basically just interacted with the community. Lots of the kids were there during their school day while we were um, in the construction of the building so it was nice to actually like see the children um, and interact with them. How did you feel when you were building that project? It must have been fairly hard work, but rewarding as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, there were times when it was really hard, but just seeing how happy the kids were to actually finally have a, a bathroom, it really made it worth it. You also mentioned the trekking component. Can you tell us a little bit about the treks you went on? Yeah, so in the north we went for a hike for four days, and. Um, went to different Vietnamese homestays 
and basically we did about eight kilometers a day and just went from homestay to homestay and um, inter again interacted with the local communities everywhere we went. Lachlan, what would you say this, this experience did for you as a person individually? What did you take away from it? Um, I feel like I get out of the house a lot more now and I feel like I have to be doing something more whereas um, before I'd be happy sometimes to just sit at home and do nothing really, watch movies, lounge around. Whereas now I feel like I need to get out more, go do things, go to the beach, go to the movies, go hang out with friends. Um, I feel like yeah, I need to be more active now. Keely, you were nodding your head. Do you agree with Lachlan? Yeah, I do. Like since we got back, because we were so busy overse like overseas that we didn't really have, like when we got back, it was like, oh, what, what can I do now? I can't go trekking. I can't go to a different country. Like I can't just take a train to some other place and stay there. It's like we came back to, and we, I was like, well, I wasn't really, I wasn't tired. And I, I got back and I all I just the whole time in the car I thought I was going to sleep, but I was just talking to my mom about the experience that we had. I got back home and I was like, what do I do? What can I do? And it's like I want to get out of the house. Yeah, I want to get out of the house more and do things. So Lachlan, how did you feel when it was all over? Uh, when it was all over, um, I kind of felt like it happened too quick and like I wanted to go back. Uh, like I never really thought about it finishing uh, too much until about the start of the third week. Uh, we were all sort of a bit tired by then and yeah, I felt like I wanted to, I was ready to go home. But then as that last week went on and it got to the last day, I guess we all kind of wanted to stay for longer because we were having so much fun. Would you agree with that, Keely? Yes, I would definitely agree because um, the first four days I was like, oh my God, I just want to go home because I really did not like the heat um, and just everything about, well, I, I really liked the community project. I just hated the temperature. And so when it got to the end of the community project, I just, I didn't really think about it after that. I was like, I'm having so much fun. Oh my God, it's three weeks already. We've already been in a different country in three weeks. And that just blew my mind. And then like what Lachlan said, when you got to the last week, everyone was like sick of each other. And we just, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah. We're, In a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you stay with like people for too long and you were like, you just, you get really sick of them. It's like, yeah, we've been with each other three weeks straight. <laughs> On the train, we've seen everyone's bad side like every day. Yeah. And yet you're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, yes. <laughs> what about you, Jordan? How did you feel when it was all over? Well, obviously I was um, really relieved to go home and see my family and all my friends in Australia again, but I kind of regret that the trip didn't go on for a bit longer. Um, I was just having so much fun during the trip that I didn't really think of it ending, and it was kind of a shame when it did. I thank you all today for your interview. Can I ask you before you go though, if you were to use one word to sum up your trip, what would it be? Keely? Definitely life-changing. Cathartic, definitely. Eye-opening. Thanks very much guys. No Thank worries. You. Thank you. And I hope you enjoyed this episode on the Antipodeans Abroad Program here at Caloundra City Private School. Our next trip will take place in 2018 to the island nation of Sri Lanka. Information about this program will be available in the coming months. 
If you'd like to learn more about the Antipodeans Abroad program, visit their website, antipodeans.com.au. This podcast was produced by Tracy Burton, featuring music by Paul Cusick. Thanks for listening.